Question. It's been said that Klal Yisrael recognizes their G'daylem. If that is the case, how come there are so many different people that have arguments regarding who the G'daylem really are? Okay. The answer is, first of all, it doesn't say anywhere that Klal Yisrael recognizes their G'daylem. I don't know where that comes from. It says just the opposite. That whether the G'daylem that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised to Klal Yisrael in each generation, and indeed he did promise that in every generation there will be G'daylem. We know that to be a fact. But whether Klal Yisrael knows who they are depends upon the schusim of the Dar. This it says in the B'nai Soschar in a few places, and Rabbi Yenus and Ibishit says it also, and others as well. That if the door is not Zoicha, they will not know who their Gedolim are. You can have a Godel who's a water carrier or a wood chopper, and you won't know anything about him. He'll be there, but you won't recognize him. Now, that's even in a place or in a situation where you don't have various political vested interests who want to convince you that so-and-so is the Godel Hador, or so-and-so is a Godel Hador. When you have that, when you have propaganda as well, then you're, you're very much up the creek. So it doesn't say anywhere any such thing. That's number one. Now, the question therefore becomes, how do you recognize who a Godel Yisrael is? And we're going to divide the question into two parts. Part number one. There's a certain amount, certain degree that you can know. And even after that, there's a certain level beyond which you're unable to know. And we need to invoke HaKadosh Baruch Hu Siyata And we'll get there in a moment. First, what you're able to know. A person who's a Godel Yisrael has to excel in Torah and Yeras Shamayim and in Midas above his peers, in the door. Now, this sounds like a Dover Poshut, but unfortunately it's not. What you want to do before anything else, you want to take the person who you're imagining or you're judging to see whether he's a Godel or not, and you want to imagine that he was learning in the Lakewood Coil instead of whatever job that he has. And he's there learning in the lake with Koilal. He has no Shtela. He has no Hasidim who want their Rebbe to be a Godel. He has no organizations that want their Rabbi to be a Godel. He has nobody advertising for him, nobody promoting him. He's just sitting and learning. Where would he be in terms of the Koil Yungalite? Would everybody be coming over to him, running over to him, to ask him shot in the Gemara? Would everybody uh, follow him around to learn from his Yiras Shamayim? If he was, if he exceeded, if he exceeds his peers in Torah and Yiras Shamayim, that's mamish what would be happening. If you had, I'm just taking a random example, Rebeli Ber Wachtfeigel in the Lakewood Koil, he would be the biggest London in the Koil. Everybody would want to come to his chaburas. Everybody would be asking him pshat in the toiswissen and the rajbas that they don't know pshat in. Everybody would want to come to him to hear their toiris, to see what he thinks of it. 
everybody would want to learn from his Yiras Shamayim. And this would apply to any Godel B. Yisrael. If Rav Moshe Feinstein's Zatzal were in the Lakewood Koilal, there would be lines of Lamdonim waiting to ask him their questions and people coming to learn from his Yiras Shamayim. People would be asking him Shilas in Dalit Chalkei Shulchan Aruch. Reb Moshe was a godel not because he had people promoting him, but because he was a godel, which means that even if you isolate him and remove him from all the people that celebrated him and make him a poshita person without any fanfare that sits and he learns amongst many lamdonim, he would be recognized as the same godel hador that he was recognized as as the head of the Moyetzas G'daylea Teira. And I want to make myself very clear over here. I'm not talking about a great psychologist that people will come over to him and ask him their Shalom bias issues because he's a clever marriage counselor. I'm not talking about somebody who's a very big Shadchan. You come over to him, he'll match up people and make Shaduchim. I'm not talking about somebody who could recommend a good doctor because he's a big maven in doctors. No, I'm talking about poshet learning, Torah and Yiras Shamayim. Learning and Yiras Shamayim, that's what I'm talking about. Would he be invaluable to the great Lamdonim who have shverakashes in all sorts of mesechtas that they're learning? Be it Bava Basra, be it Bava Betsia, Yevomis, Shabbos, Zvochim, Choshen Mishpot, how valuable would he be to Lamdonim, who need somebody to explain a shvera part of Torah to them, or they need a Yediyah in Torah, even though they are great Lamdonim themselves? If you would have half the Koyal Yungalite that are better than him in learning, and half the Koyal Yungalite that are better than him in Yerushalayim, he may be an Elach I'm not saying just because somebody's not the Godel Hador, he's not a Godel Hador, doesn't mean he's not a good Jew. There's a very many uh, levels. But if uh, a person does not exceed his peers in learning, or uh, and, and you're a Shemayim, so forget about it. Again, he could be an Erlich Hayid, he could be somebody you could learn from, could be a role model for you, but he's not a Godel Hador. And unfortunately, there are many people like that who are promoted by various self-interest groups. Maybe somebody's a Rebbe that has a lot of Hasidim. Maybe somebody even has a lot of people who like to listen to him speak. Maybe he's a great speaker and he has a lot of Hasidim, and I don't mean that as a Rebbe. Maybe he's a, a, a Rosh Hashiva and he has a lot of Hasidim. But I want to remind you of a vart that everybody knows. Moshe Rabbeinu was an Arol Svasayim. And the reason Moshe Rabbeinu was in Aral Svasayim, it says in the Droshes Haran and in the Shalom, because we don't want anybody to think that the reason why the Jews followed Moshe Rabbeinu was because he was a good speaker. The Shalom says that very often somebody can say something that's not so great, shvachavart, but if he says it in a good way, if people enjoy him speaking, so then people will think that it's good anyway. And we don't want anybody to think that that's why people followed Moshe Rabbeinu. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu made Moshe Rabbeinu an Arol Svasayim. Now, I, I would like to point out here, imagine, had HaKadosh Baruch Hu not made Moshe Rabbeinu an Arol Svasayim, had Moshe Rabbeinu been a good speaker, 
How many more Jews would have been able to come out of Egypt? Don't forget, Chamushim Olu. 80% of the Jews did not get out of Egypt. Only 20% did. 80%, there were a lot of Oivdeavoidazara in Mitzrayim, and they ended up staying there. Many Jews who died in the days of Choshech. Had Moshe Rabbeinu had a better Koyach Hadibur, would not more Jews have been saved? Would not more people have been taken out of Egypt and gone to Kabbalah's HaTorah? No question about it. But vice the Chois, that it was more important for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to make sure that we're following somebody for the right reasons, even if it's less people, than following somebody for the wrong reasons, even if you're going to save more people. Don't forget, everybody has Bechir, and everybody in Egypt had Bechir, whether to be Oiv Ravoy or not. The question is whether HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to help, it's a big chesed, to those who choose to be Oiv Deavoy to help get them out of Egypt by making Moshe Rabbeinu a better speaker. But by doing so, you're missing this lesson. And worse, you're training people uh, as to what a Moshe Rabbeinu is. People are going to look back and say, Moshe Rabbeinu, oh, he was such a great speaker. This is what we have to follow. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, B'Shum you don't want to follow good speakers. When you hear somebody say, well, I listen to this guy, I ask it all the time. People ask me questions. Is this in this choice? No, this is a terrible idea. Mamish against the Torah. Well, I heard it from such and such speaker. I said, well, what are you doing listening to this, this speaker? Oh, he's such a great speaker, he inspires me. Don't listen to inspirational people. Listen to people that tell you Torah and good Torah. Listen to people that tell you Torah Emes, not people that tell you things that are inspirational. That's mamish, literally, the lesson of Moshe Rabbeinu. Literally, Moshe Rabbeinu was an Arol Svasayim. Better listen to an Arol Svasayim that tells you Torah than, than you're listening to. And if you're listening to somebody, and now he's such a great speaker, you have to understand that you're at a very big disadvantage in order to be able to ascertain whether what he tells you is true or not. Because that's mamish what these farm are telling us, that somebody could tell you something that's bad, that's a shvachazach, but it sounds good. So now you're, you're subjecting yourself to that, that bias, and you don't want to do that. Now, more than that, this idea of being mavakesh emes, I want to add this ha'ora to something that it says in the Bali Musur. In uh, the Ora Saz from Reb Simcha Zissel, the Alta von Kelam, he says that the entire Yesoid of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim is to teach us that we have to be mavakesh emes. He says, and I quote you, I have it over here. Seeking the truth is the aside of the whole Torah. That's his words. And then he says, The whole Indian of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim that we remember twice a day, it's to inculcate this to plant this idea in the hearts of the Jews, the idea is because Paroi, Paroi kept denying the MS, and look what happened to him. That was the whole idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And he's, he's marich about this, Reb Simcha Zissel, but that's the whole idea of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. I want to add to this, this vart about Moshe Rabbeinu. This adds to this vart from Dalta von Kelam, 
that not only Paroi got punished because he denied the MS, he had the opportunity to be Mavakesh MS, but the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu was the one that took us out of Egypt and that 80% of the Jews stayed there and they didn't have to, they could have been saved had Moshe Rabbeinu been uh, a good speaker. But since HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to be Mavakesh MS, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does not want us to follow speakers. Hashem wants us to follow the MS. And to add to this, there's a vote from Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. Moshe Feinstein says, you know, everybody asks Akasha. When it says, boy, el asli, boy, should be the opposite. Since Hashem hardened Paray's heart, why is that a reason to go to Paray to tell him? It's, it's already hopeless. And Rashi says to warn him. And well, what are you warning him for? Hashem already hardened his heart. So Moshe says that this, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu hardened Paray's heart, it doesn't mean that he would not let the Jews out of Egypt. It only means that he was impervious to buckling to the pressure of the Makis. But had Paroi been Makir, the godless Hashem, meaning had Paroi been a Makir, the Emes, not because of punishment, then Paroi would have been able to let the Jews out of Egypt. All it means is that, let's say, he would have buckled to the punishment. He could still say, look, I still believe I'm an Oivet Avoid I still believe I'm an Avoid I still believe I'm God, I still believe in my Avoid but you know what? I don't want any more Makis. I, I can't afford my nation being destroyed, so I'm going to let you out. That's not what Hashem wanted. Hashem wanted Hashem wanted to narrow down Paro's choices, that if he's going to let the Jews out, it's only going to be because he's being Makir the godless of HaKadosh Baruch, meaning he's going to be Makir the MS. Throw that into the Altaf and Kelm's Yisoyed also, that the whole story of Yitzhiyus Mitzrayim is how important it is to be Mavakesh MS. And therefore, we live in a world where everything is hucksters to us, everything from ice cream cones to rabbonim, through advertisements, through newspapers, through vested interests of various different organizations that would like you to believe that uh, so-and-so is somebody who you must follow or someone else is somebody you must follow. I don't have anybody specific in mind, but that's the way it is. And in order to keep our brains, we have to understand that Moshe Rabbeinu is an Arol Svasayim, and if you're going to follow somebody, so you want to follow him only because he's a big Talmud Chacham, and because he's a Balmidus, and because he has Yiras Shemayim, not because he's a great speaker, and not because he's inspiring, not because of any of that. You want to look for Torah MS. And as surprising as it is, uh, if you would put your person in the Lakewood Koilal, if he would be an unknown, or if he wouldn't be on the top of the list. So what kind of a godal is that? So there is a certain amount that we can do on our own, certain amounts that we're able to understand on our own. But that's still not enough. That's just the minimum. And that means that if a person accepts as a godal somebody that's not actually a godal in Torah and Yerush Shamayim, it's mamish domai baroshoi. There's no excuse for that. I, I didn't even, I don't even consider that an answer to the question of how we know somebody is a godal. I'm just telling you who's a candidate. But even if a person is a great Torah scholar, and he seems to be a great Yerush Shamayim, and that's part of the problem, it's... As the Briskerov said, although you can test somebody to see if he's a Talmud Chochem, you cannot test him to see if he's really a Yerei Shemayim. That still doesn't make him a Godel. It doesn't even make him a Kosher Yid necessarily.
as I will explain, but it certainly doesn't, it's not enough to make a person a godal. There are people who are great Torah scholars who are also great misleaders. There are people who aren't necessarily great misleaders, but they're not the biggest Balaimidas. And for example, maybe they're Balaigaiva. Maybe they can't admit when they made a mistake. Maybe they can't admit when they were shlugged up. Rabbi Yisrael Salanta says it's brought down in our Yisrael. I think it's uh, uh, the Micht of Chav Zayin, that one of the requirements for a Balhoiro is that he cannot have any Egin and Nagias. And he has to make decisions based upon objectivity. And one of the requirements is that he should be able to be moidal ho'emes. And as an example, it says over there, it's brought from Rashke Bahag Moran Reb Tzvi Brody, the Salanta Dayan. It said sometimes he would paskin on a chicken uh, regarding Hilchus Trefus and the person that he asked the Shiloh went back to their house and then later he would he on his own not that somebody came to him on his own he would think of something and then he would call the person back and say well maybe I was wrong I have to reconsider to bring back the chicken it's embarrassing and even if somebody is when he himself realizes his mistake will he be when somebody else shows him that he was wrong and there are other issues as well. Is he mushpa from other sources besides Torah? A person could be mushpa from his Nagiyasin. Rav Shach says about a, per, a certain big Talmud Chacham that he stated Kfira, Kfira Gemura. And the reason is, even though he's a very big Talmud Chacham, this is the Hashbav Chachmas Chitzonius. Maybe the person's influenced by outside influences. And that can poison a person's Torah sometimes. Maybe a person's influenced by his own bad midas or his own negiasin. The Ridvaz al in Parshas Shemoy Springs, a Kabbalah, he said he heard B'Shem Reb Chaim that if a person believes even a bit of minus, a bit of minus, so he can't be mechaven la mita shal in any area of Torah. The Leshem says that it's worth it to the Eight Zahara to take a person and make him very big. You let him do a lot of mitzvahs and he, he should look like a big Yerei Shemayim if he has Deus Koizvus so that people will follow him and he'll be Machshel the Rabbim in Deus Koizvus, especially if the Deus Koizvus are an Abizrahu Deminus or Zora. So you have to check out a person's Hashkofis too. But it gets worse than that. Not everybody who's oiskarbit in learning is oiskarbit in midas, or shamayim. But it gets worse than that even. We know throughout history that there were many people that fooled Klal Yisrael into thinking that they're real gedolim. But they were really emissar rishoyim gemurim. Everyone from the Shapsi Tzvi, to Adas Koirach, Dosan Vaviram, who people followed. And this question about how do you know who to follow because of these, now we're getting, we're getting into territory like, well, this Kairach. Uh, Kairach has, had Ruach HaKodesh and he had 250 members of the Sanhedrin following him. And you have all sorts of people throughout history who are fake G'daylam, we'll call them. Also, the Toldus mentions Doyeg and Achitoifel, and they seemed to qualify Many people followed them, and they caused tremendous chorben in Klal Yisrael, because even though they seemed like Gedolim, they were bombs. And the question is, how do you know who's who? 
Look at this. The Rambam says a person can be as big a tzaddik as Moshe Rabbeinu, as big a rosh as Yeroven Benavot. Yeroven Benavot, once upon a time, was supposed to be together with HaKadosh Baruch and David HaMelech in Gan Eden, just David HaMelech was before Yeroven Benavot. And he went all the way down to be the worst person in the history of Klal Yisrael. It's mashma from the Rambam that he's the worst person in the history of Klal Yisrael. Because if there would be somebody worse that the Rambam knew of at least, then the Rambam would have mentioned the other person. He wants to make the, uh, a moshul the Rambam of the biggest and the, and the worst. And how do you know? The Teldis Yaakov Yosef in Parsha Shoiftim asks the question. And here's his Teretz. The Teretz is that he says you have two Eitzes. One Eitz is you have to go find a group of people, a town of only Yerushalayim. He says, the people in your town may not know what they're talking about. He says, they may have an agius to decide uh, who's a godel and who's not, who to follow and who not to, who's true and who's false. Because, like the Gemara says in Ksubis, that the Bnei Masa like people, they like rabbis who only give Musa benodom l'chaveyo not benodom l'mokon. Just because somebody likes somebody doesn't mean that he's somebody who deserves to be liked. I have a vort, by the way. I have a pshat. Just push it to pshat in the Gemara. Why it's true that everybody likes when rabbis uh, give Musa benodom l'chaveyo, but not benodom l'mokon. And the reason is, because when somebody gives Musa Beinodim L'chaveroi, let's say the Rav says, don't speak Loshan Hora, don't steal. Everybody in the audience is there thinking, oh, maybe they won't be speaking Loshan Hora on me now. Maybe they won't be stealing from me. You're a beneficiary of such a schmooze. People aren't thinking, okay, now I have more of an obligation. They're thinking now, now I have more of a benefit. But when you talk about Beinodim L'chaveroi, only Hashem benefits, not the people. So therefore, people aren't so happy with such Rabbonim. Now they ha- are left with only an obligation and not with a benefit. But in any case, says the Teldus Yaakov Yosef, the fact that people, we're not talking about Rishoyim, Otubur Kinon, we're talking about Erlech It's no raya what the Hamaynam thinks. It's no raya what the people think. Because it could be that they accept this person because he says what people want to hear. And therefore, you have to go to a place where there are only Yerushalayim. Now, this Eitzah from the Teldus Yaakov Yosef may have been very useful in his days, but it's very hard for us because it's just Hodra Koshi Ledochta. How are we going to know which place is a place with Yerei Shamayim? Hagufa Kosher, this, this itself is the Shaila for us. The Teldus Yaakov Yosef's other Eitzah is that you have to be a Mavake Shemes, that you have to look at things objectively. You have to try as best you can, and you have to succeed if you want to be successful in this endeavor, to be mavatal from yourself all vested interests, all hano, all benefit, all personal negias that you have, that so-and-so should be uh, the godel and not a uh, ploini. Uh, and if you can make an objective decision, then you have a chance. Then you're in good shape. But you have to absolutely be mavatal, all the negiasin, and then and only then you should decide. And that's the aside regarding everything. Like we quoted from Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, one of the requirements for hayra, even for a chicken, 
is that a person has to be Masalik his Nagiyas in Kalvachoimer, a psak like this, and this is a psak, it's a hero for yourself. A psak which involves mamish a career decision. Your whole life is totally in this. Who to follow? And it says there in the name of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter that Bakoshes Ho'emes means, he says, the Chachomim, the uh, scientists, uh, call it Hakoramadoyas, scientific knowledge. And the Balimoser call it his Pashtus Hagashmias, meaning that a decision needs to be made with only the Seichel and no other Koichus of the Nefesh. That's what you need to be if you want HaKadosh Baruch Hu to find you uh, a true Godel Be'emes to follow. Now, if a person doesn't feel he could reach this Madrega, so at least he should try his best. And to the extent that he's capable of doing it, to that extent, he can be confident in his decision. But the Teretz Lamaisa is that if a person wants to know Who's a godel? If a person wants the MS, he has to be a Mavakesh MS, an objective truth seeker. The aside of Kalaterikul is by Koshus Hamas. In fact, by your son's bar mitzvah, I spoke about this. I did. I said that the first mitzvah in the Torah is Emun and Hashem. And Emun and Hashem, everybody asks, how could you have, how could you have a mitzvah to, have, to believe in Hashem? If you believe in Hashem, you don't need a mitzvah. If you don't believe in Hashem, a mitzvah is not going to help. And the Teretz, uh, the Yismach Moshe says it, Rebbe Chonon says it. Uh, they're a little different, but basically the idea is that the mitzvah is just to be objective. The mitzvah, the truth of the matter is that uh, the fact that there's a Rabbi Shalalim, a creator of the world, is so obvious to anybody that's looking for the truth, there really is no need for a mitzvah. The mitzvah, however, is that a person is mechuyiv to be objective. He's not allowed to have any negias. He's not allowed to uh, subject himself to influences that are going to distort his judgment. That's the mitzvah of Amuna. And the first halach in Shulchan Aruch is like that too. Al hamaligim. That a person has to not care about the influences of the people around him. A person has to be prepared. It's the first halach in Shulchan Aruch. A person has to be prepared to stay to stand on his own against everybody else. Uh, it doesn't have to be everybody else, but it may be everybody else that he has to stand against. And therefore, the answer to the question is, how do you know who the G'daylum are? It's not that Klal Yisrael recognizes the G'daylum. They may or they may not. And the truth of the matter is, even if they would, it's not going to help, like the person asking the question correctly pointed out, that where's Klal Yisrael? If you go to YU, they'll tell you these are the G'daylim. They'll go somewhere else, they'll tell you uh, those are the G'daylim. How do you know, where, where's your starting point? The answer is that And if a person really, really wants the MS, and he's willing to be Moise Nefesh for the MS, and he's dedicated to the MS, and he's willing to stand strong for the MS, and... He's not going to buckle under to pressures, and he's going to be objective. Then, and he prays to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, please show me who to follow. Get me at Sadik Emes. It says that in the Svarim too that a person has to be mispalel. Then b'derek shadam And to the extent that a person wants the Emes, that's the extent that a person is going to be answered with the Emes. And it's very easy to say yes, I want the Emes. Sure, you want the MS until you realize what the MS is. 
Now you know the MS is going to cost you. You may have to change your lifestyle. You may have to change your hashkafis. You may now get into trouble. You now have shalom bias problems. You have all sorts of negiasin. Maybe when you get married, your wife had the same hashkafis as you, but now that you're a truth seeker, you find it's not true. It's not an easy thing. There are all sorts of reasons why a person can read Zechayin, that he's a mavakesh emes. <laughs> Just as a person can have an negiyas that he wants the emes to be a certain way, he can also have an negiyas to read Zechayin, that he's a mavakesh emes. Do you hope the emes is one way or the other? Then you have an negiyas. A person has to really want the emes be emes, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will, will grant him it. And part of this, of course, as we said, means a person has to be mispalel. If a person wants something, he needs something, he's mispalel ta'kadosh baruchu for it. If a person really wants the MS, then he needs to be mispalel ta'kadosh baruchu, that he should grant him the MS. And he needs to mean the tefillah belayv sholem. And again, it's b'derch shadam reitzaleilch ma'elichen oisoy, ha'balatar m'sayin loy, to the extent that a person really wants the MS, no matter what the MS turns out to be, to that extent, HaKadosh Baruch Hu can give him siyata deshmaya to find it. Question. Um, going back to the speaker thing, there used to be a thing called Magidim, right? Is there something wrong with that institution of having Magidim? Something wrong with somebody who could actually give a speech? Yeah. No, the, uh, question. There used to be, and there still is, uh, such a thing as Magidim, people who are good speakers and inspirational speakers, there's something wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it if you leave them uh, in the sphere of influence that they should have. Meaning, like the Chazanish says, everybody has chushim, everybody has feelings, everybody has emotions. Everybody also has seichel. The job of the seichel is to teach you what's right from wrong. The job of the chushim is to help you love what's right and to hate what's wrong. I always, you, many years ago, I gave the marshal that the chushim um, are like the gas pedal and the seichel is like the steering wheel. Where you want to go, that your mind has to tell you. But it's not easy all the time. You know what the MS is, but it's not easy to get there. You need an emotional boost in order to get there. A person is not a computer. And that's where the magidim come in. That's where the chushim come in. The Magid that inspires you to do what you know from Seichel is correct, that's a good thing. But don't rely on Magidim to teach you what's right and wrong. Rely on these devices that I mentioned to teach you what's right and wrong. Rely on your Seichel to tell you what's right and wrong. And of course, when I say your Seichel, I mean your Seichel that identified a Das Torah. Rely on Das Torah to decide what's right and wrong, but it has that decision of who to rely on has to be made with your seichel rather than your chushim. Then you want to uh, step on the gas pedal to go in the direction of where your steering wheel is pointed. That's the job of the Magidim already. But the emotional inspiration should not be what's telling you what's right and wrong.